Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to podcast number eight. That's Madre podcast number eight. We have actually done this for eight weeks in a row now. And um, we're tired. It's November 28th. We just got back from Thanksgiving. Everybody ate too much. Everybody's sleepy. But we have an awesome show for you today. Fair punk band from San Antonio who uh, they were doing a tour and they happened to be coming through San Jose. So we're like, fuck it, come over. This is the first podcast in which I kind of got a little buzzed. I think I had two beers or something. Uh, so I'm sorry if I'm fucking laughing at my own jokes through the whole episode. I, I'm really trying to work on that, by the way. I, if you roll your eyes when I laugh at my own jokes, I get it. I do too. I'm sorry. Anyway, if you're not bothered by that and you really love this podcast, please remember to help uh, keep things going here by A, going to our store, thismadre.com forward slash store pick up a t-shirt a cap i don't know whatever you want um also please remember to check out our patreon page it's an easy way for you to get involved chip in a dollar or two and you'll get a little bit of inside access to what we're up to here at the studio third and final thing please remember to leave a great review a little five stars um little note comment on itunes or stitcher or youtube or whatever and most importantly please share this podcast with your friends and family Without further ado, podcast number eight starts now. All right. Welcome to this Madre podcast number eight. Uh, today we have Fea, right? That's correct. Yep, you got right. it. Fea. <laughs> and the first thing I want to say is I want to apologize for being like the least punk fucking person you've probably no. been interviewed by. I mean, I'm we're just actually like, not that punk I'm, at all. We were listening to country. Uh, you were listening to country like 30 minutes ago. What were you listening to? Well, we were singing George, uh, Garth Brooks. Garth Brooks. Yeah. Okay, that's yeah. legit country. Okay. That's good. Yeah. What 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 song? Cause I got friends <laughs> in low places. There we go. Yeah. Well, and okay. she put on the instrumental one so that it was like so a that karaoke. we can hear ourselves. Yeah. It was a karaoke version. Right. Yeah. right. <laughs> nice. I'm originally from Texas as well. Okay. I'm then from you Fort understand. Worth. I totally Fort understand. Yeah. 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 I grew up in Fort Worth. So I know a little bit about. I was never a big country fan, but you can't avoid it. Yeah. There's a good, that, good That's old what country. happened. We could not avoid it. And so we just caved in. And here we no, are. No, it, right it doesn't sound like you can't avoid it. It sounds like you put it on. Yeah. <laughs> no, it was me who couldn't no. avoid it because I never listened to it, and now I know lyrics to songs I never did my entire life. I wasn't avoiding it. Well, no. you know Waylon Jennings and Bro okay, that's Haggard. the good country. Yeah, yeah that's Nelson that's the good stuff. shit though. Yeah. Shania Twain. You know, yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> do you like do you like Sturgill Simpson? I do. I don't know. He sounds old country. He sounds like kind of like, like the more Waylon Jennings, Jennings yeah. like fucking. Uh, What's his name? Van Morrison yeah. kind of esque. Sturgill's awesome, but we digress. <laughs> um, okay, so Fea is a. Uh, I'm gonna get this all fucked up, but Fea is a four. Uh, there's it's a band, four people. So we have today Jen Ava, Fanny. I'm, I'm fucking your name. No, up. you got it, Fanny Diaz. Fanny Diaz. Yeah. Uh, Aaron Magana. 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 Okay, there was no. Tildy here. Somebody <laughs> fucked this up. We'll, we'll get that. I'm just fucking <laughs> and Letty Martinez. Um, they are currently on a tour promoting their debut self-titled LP. Um, and uh, this LP, I'm reading off of this because I can't remember this shit. I'm very sorry. Oh, that's okay. So I'm reading good. off of a piece of paper here. Um, produced by iconic figures such as Lara Jane Grace, who is in Against Me. 
Lori Barber, who was in Babes in Toyland, and Alice Bags from the Bags, all iconic women in punk. And I just realized this that Alice is Chicana. She's from East LA. Yeah. Isn't that right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So how were they involved? How did they get involved? And I know this is your album, and you guys are mm-hmm. signed to uh, Joan Jett's uh, label, Blackheart uh, Records. How did that come about? I know Girl in a Coma is probably a stepping stone or a kind of a, a jump over, if you will. Yeah. It helped get Faye a little step ahead. Um, but actually, I mean, Alice, Alice was probably the only connection because she was a Girl in a Coma fan. And... Uh, she was happy to work on this new project. She heard our, our demos and loved it. Actually, all three of them heard demos and agreed to do it. Lori and Laura's connection came from Blackheart, them both knowing Joan, and they sent over demos and they were both like, yeah, we're down to, to do something with them. And it ended up working out great, just having all three years come in. Got it. Yeah, and that's kind of hard to do. Like, I mean, we had, well, essentially four different producers on the album. And uh, for them to sound like a, like an album, and, and I mean, different, you know, each producer did something different, but still, like... It melted together. Yeah, yeah. It still yeah. sounds like an album, like there's, there's one producer. So um, they all got what we were doing and had great ideas. Um, it was super awesome to work with all of them. Nice. So when did you guys actually form, and how did you guys link up with these two? Over here with these two strangers. And Aaron. And Aaron. <laughs> we actually formed, I think, now three years ago, but we had a different singer and a different guitar player, and neither one of them worked out. And uh, we'd known Aaron for a long time. We met him years ago. He would go to my sister's open mics that she was hosting at a at a bar in San Antonio. And um, we needed an emergency fill-in right away, so we <laughs> thought of him. And he ended up staying in the band. The show was Friday, and you were like, hey, you want to play? It was Wednesday. Yeah, we were like, can you learn these in a day and a half or whatever? Nice. And uh, we went on a tour with the with the first singer that we had, and she just wasn't feeling it. It wasn't her thing. She's more into art. And, you guys uh, aren't into art? No, we, lo- we like art, but no, we love art. Ew, gross. Yeah. Ew, she was art, like so into that art yeah. thing. So. She's artist out of here. <laughs> so yeah, that didn't work out. But... Um, no, we, we ended up putting, or Jen put out a Craigslist ad, mm-hmm. and Letty answered it, and we actually already knew Letty, because her, her former band, It was the opposite. Nixon. I put out a Craigslist oh, ad. She oh, always, she answered you know, it. I always get it wrong, Then <laughs> I'm always telling the story wrong. Okay, so yeah, Letty put out the Craigslist mm-hmm. ad. I happened to What were you selling, like a mattress or something? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, selling used mattress. Uh, the right girl. <laughs> <laughs> no, I wanted to start a band. I live I live in San Marcos, about an hour away from San Antonio, and I wanted to start a, a band. And and I guess at that time they had just come back from touring mm-hmm. with with their original singer, and so she emailed me. Yeah. And then she we said, don't like this bitch. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they wanted to have an affair with me, and I was all nice. for it. Um, nice. <laughs> That's what Craigslist is for. That's what Craigslist nice. is for. Nice. <laughs> Missed encounters. <laughs> <laughs> I saw you on the bus. Oh, you man. were singing Bikini Kill. And yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much how it went. Um, so you were looking for a band. I was looking for a band. They were looking for a singer. Right. We nice. had a. We gave Letty an instrumental song um, to write lyrics, and uh, she sent it back. And that first line, 
you know, hearing her sing, we were like, oh my God, this is it. She's it. That's so we, awesome. we told Aaron, like, hey, we found her. She, we, it's her. This is it. Like, Aaron's all slow down. Like, you know. <laughs> I mean, I was just trying sure to take time. this chick. <laughs> yeah. We're like, no, it's the one. Yeah. So. We're all more impulsive than Aaron is. So, mm. yeah. Just think about this, guys. Yeah, totally. <laughs> I mean, so it worked, it worked out. out. I mean, uh, we I got guess. together. Ah. We, we, write, <laughs> we write great together. And, uh, we wrote some songs. Yeah, yeah. actually, um, Blackheart wasn't going to sign us with the first singer. Uh, Once they heard her, they took us on. Oh, wow. But, right. yeah. Look at you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, look, look at it. you. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So you guys write together? We do. Everybody actually contributes. All four of us have written our parts, and nobody overdoes anything. And Jen and Aaron will jam something now. Like, everybody's contributed That's to the awesome. music. So, yeah. Is that, that's not normal, is it? Well, with Girl in a Coma, we, we kind of, Nina comes with to us with guitar stuff already written, and Jen and I write our parts, so this whole jamming together and, and everybody coming in like, oh, I wrote this, what do you think about this, is new for Jen and I. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's just, it's easy breezy, like, nobody really has egos yet. <laughs> yet. <laughs> yet. Wait Aaron's for the money. Yeah, but it's like, it's not, we don't take it serious. Um, it's still there. <laughs> it's real. So, yeah, I mean, writing together, that it's it's great, because uh, we'll come up with the music, we give it to Letty, Letty writes lyrics, she'll surprise us the next day at practice, and like, hey, check this out, and we're like, damn, that's good, like, yeah. That girl good. That girl good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nice, nice. So, you know, just kind of digging around and obviously listening to uh, the lyrics and even the song titles, you know, this is clearly what, what you, you know, people refer to as feminist punk mm-hmm. in some ways, and Chicana feminist punk, a lot of your stuff is in English and Spanish. How good is your Spanish? It was my first language. Okay. <laughs> okay. Nice, nice. Um, <laughs> what's that? Prove it. <laughs> Show me your papers. <laughs> You're living in the era of Trump. <laughs> Let me see your papers. Um, do you, so do you write, I mean, you, but now it's predominant. Well, actually, with Thea, this is the first time I write in, in Spanish. Um, I, I most of the time think in English. Sometimes I have Spanish thoughts, but mostly it's in English now. <laughs> You're like burrito. <laughs> I just thought it's Spanish. <laughs> Although sometimes like Spanish words come out and I don't even realize it or something like that. But it's the first time writing music or uh, uh, lyrics in Spanish, and I surprised myself how how like easy it was. After all, I felt. Like, I couldn't express myself in Spanish in that way. Yeah. Um, Do you think it's easier to express yourself in song in Spanish than it is, like... I like singing in Spanish yeah. more than I like singing in English. Um, but it can be challenging because I've lived, you know, on this side all of my life. Yeah. And um, I work really hard to, I don't know, to always speak in English, you know, because yeah. speaking in Spanish, kids would... I don't know, for some reason, make fun of me for that. So. Do you speak Spanish at home with your parents? Yeah, my mom only speaks Spanish, so okay. I have no way out of that. <laughs> <laughs> are you guys, like, what generation are you guys, your parents? I'm first. Your first gen. I don't know, I've been here, they've been here a while. You're Dejano, like, fucking, yeah. like, 17th, you know? Yeah. Okay. No, well, my, my grandparents came, yeah, second. Yeah. You're second, you're second. both of you were second gen? Yeah. Got it, got it. What about you? I'm first. Yeah, I'm first. Yeah, and I spoke... Spanish at home with both of my parents. I mean, my dad understands yeah. a bit, my mom some, 
but certainly growing up, like we, I had three siblings, and so we always spoke English to get away with shit, you know, amongst yeah, ourselves. Yeah. And it's kind of fucked up in retrospect. I'm like, we'd be at dinner, like, speaking English, and then my parents are like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> Isn't that kind of fucked? It is mean, yeah. It's kind of fucked. And like, I mean, I have some friends whose parents are like, y'all shut the fuck up. He's Spanish, you know, like only Spanish here. Um, But no, my parents were just very like, I don't know if they just didn't want to deal with it or what, but we probably didn't want to know what we were talking about. (laughs) Probably not. But the, the advantage of that, I mean, for for us in my house anyway, was like we, we had extremely liberal uh, parentage with regards to like media consumption, and I'm using right. big words here, but you know, like we used to watch like HBO and like whatever. Right. Parents did not give a shit. I, mean, I don't know. If, <laughs> not the same. Yeah. But like Nickelodeon, right? No, I was watching like Showtime late at night and nobody stopped me. Just kidding. Susia, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we got a Susia. Yeah, exactly. And now she's a punk singer. <laughs> she's in a punk band. <laughs> don't let your children watch Showtime. It makes sense now. They will join punk bands. Dye their hair. Next is the devil. It's true. Yeah, no, we, like, they didn't care, like, yeah, we'd be up watching whatever, and I think it kind of ends up informing, like, a lot of the art and, and the stuff that that, that we do in, in ways that, like, my wife, um, she didn't even have a TV in her fucking house. Oh, wow. Yeah, like, her whole childhood, but she had books, so she can write, and, like, she'll fucking rip yeah. you apart when it comes to, like, logic and just, like, whatever, but her, like when we got when i met her in college mm-hmm. it was like number one she didn't have tv and number two she had like her parents were like vegan and all this crazy oh, shit oh wow yeah um before so basically it was cool. yeah it was before it was cool it was mostly cuz i think like her dad had some health issues and they discovered all this kind of new right. wave california shit um so but but when she was in college like my wife would be sitting like in the dorm like eating donuts and watching jerry springer and i'm not even exaggerating it was like like (laughs) finally like i can do whatever i want america in my hand yeah like you take control so there's something to be said for balance or i I don't know what but um what what did what kind of i'll start over here uh what did you like what were your like what was you what were you into as a as a teenager music like what did you love um this is what my parents liked a lot uh so it was like patsy klein um my godfather was friends with freddie fender so my father played his records a lot um there was spanish music but there was mainly oldies like that was my parents thing and yeah that's they met at a bar like you know so uh music was a big part of of my childhood growing up yeah so. same we had a, a lot in common musically we're best friends we, well we've known each other <laughs> we're best friends by the for way the can record. we for the record yeah. Yeah. Jen and we are best friends we're BFFs get it straight whatever she says applies to me too y'all just alienated half the band they get it all the time yeah well no I mean we met we met in 92 and we met over because we like Nirvana. So that makes it okay. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. We're cool. Because we met in 92, <laughs> things are okay. But no, we had, our parents were, grew up the same way. Like, I grew up listening to oldies, Dejano, like, just a mix of everything. And yeah. then I got into punk, and I met Jen, and we started, we listened to a lot of 90s alternative and punk. Yeah. And 
yeah, and bonded over music and started playing together. So, yeah, we started playing in 94, In our first band, 94, yeah. Wow. So you guys met in, high, what, like high school? or Junior high. Junior high? Junior yeah. high, yeah. She was a big-time nerd, and I was like, stop hanging out with I was in, nerds. like, honor society on my way to college. <laughs> and then Jen's all, no, you don't need college. You got music. And that's kind of what happened. Yeah, I saved Fonny. Yeah, she saved my life. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> nice. I think we failed to mention that you guys are from San Antonio. Yes. Correct, which is this, like, it's this huge melting pot of so many different things, you know, Mexican culture. Uh, Tex-Mex, which is probably its own thing, too. Um, I don't know. Like, so that's why we're, we love so many different types of music because... A lot of people grew up similar. Yeah, very similar. So you have to love Tejano. You have to love country. You have to love Spanish. I mean, all kinds of Yeah, you can meet a metalhead that, like, loves Morsi. Right. It's just just like... That's how it goes. Yeah. Poor guy. (laughs) (laughs) So you guys sound similar. You guys are the same person. Yeah, yeah, we'll yeah, move yeah, on. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Aaron, what were you into when you were your musical? Uh... I grew up like very conservative, so I could only listen to what my parents listened to when they were growing up. But luckily, it was like the Beatles and like Elvis. So that's pretty much all I had till I was like fourteen or fifteen. And really? I got like a Nirvana CD or something. And you're very oh, quiet. Oh yeah, yeah I do that. I've, yeah, so uh, I just guy. not off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, so right there. Yeah, but yeah, that's pretty much what I grew was up it a, with. Was it a religious? Yeah, my dad's a pastor. Oh, really? Yeah. In what? Uh, Pentecostal. Pastor. Pentecostal, really? Yeah. So we grew up. He must be very proud of you. Yes, yeah. very yeah. proud. He's like, I don't understand. Get his first I don't understand what y'all are singing about. I don't. Yeah, I don't understand it. <laughs> But he's, he's all right. Does he know about your tattoo yet? Yeah, he does know. Okay. <laughs> they didn't know. They, 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 he's got three. I got three. See, like one, two, three. Oh, nice. And so, yeah, does that count there. as three? Is that how it works? That's the way I'm counting it. Yeah. yeah. I got three. Mm-hmm. Three letters. Okay. <laughs> did you get them at the same time? Or yeah. Did it, like, we did. We made him get just it. Just one at a time? Or? We're like, you're that not part like of our gang. That was our first tour, too, because yeah. we were like, yeah, this is going to totally work out. For our audio listeners, he just showed us the tattoo. It says, Phil. Mm-hmm. And it's on his left arm. <laughs> it's very nice. Yay. Bring you the full fucking experience. <laughs> it tastes salty. <laughs> it tastes like a Reese's. <laughs> yes. Uh, okay, so Elvis and the Beatles until you discovered Nirvana. Nirvana. Then I got into blues music, and I got into a whole bunch of kind of different music. Steve Ray Vaughan and. And did you grow up in San Antonio as well? Yeah. Yeah. So I just wanted, I just stayed in my room playing guitar all the time because I couldn't go out and play anywhere. So. Wow. Now look at you. Now look at me. You're all grown up in a garage in San Jose. Full one tattoo. Fantastic. (laughs) With a three lettered tattoo. This guy's fucking punk. Yeah. (laughs) Lenny, tell us about your childhood. Musically, uh, right? Okay, so imagine this. <laughs> nice. Picture if you will. <laughs> Mary Catherine Gallagher means. <laughs> no, uh, she just smelled her armpits. <laughs> um, I was, I was, uh, I don't know. I was a little entertainer, um, so I listened to a lot of like Spanish pop rock that came from my family. Like. Um, well, you know, like anywhere from like Maná, Cafeta Cuba, Nanitos Verdes, Gloria Trevi, Alejandro okay. Guzmán. 
chakalaka, chakalaka. And, um, <laughs> all that punk shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, not even at all. Um, but I, <laughs> I was that kid that, you know, made up dances in the room and then gathered everyone was like, all right, you're going to watch this. Um, wardrobe, everything. I would force my friends to join in. Um, so yeah, I just always wanted to just entertain for some really weird reason. Uh, there are videos, you will never see them. They're oh, very embarrassing. Have to see them one day. Maybe one day. Um, but yeah, I pretty much grew up listening to a lot of Spanish music. Um, yeah. Where are your parents from? Monterrey. Monterrey. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, I think I discovered punk like in late, late junior high or something, like maybe like in eighth grade or something like that. Um, I just, I started going to local punk shows and, and that's when I knew, I was like, ah, oh, it feels really good to throw people around and to be pushed around and there's something about that, it was, you know, felt good yeah. and that, you know, led me to want to be in a punk band and so. What was your first, like, punk, like, crush, like, with a song that you memorized your band or what was it? Well... It was a local band from the Valley, Rio Grande Valley, which is like McAllen, Texas. The is that where you very grew up? Southern t- mm-hmm. Okay. Um, the band name was All Choked Up. It, the singer was a girl, and she had this really cool voice. It was kind of, it had this rasp to it, and I bought the CD, and I listened to it every single day, and I would try to match her voice. Like, she was older than me, and I think I was like 14 years old, and I would try <laughs> to get that voice, and um, and I just fell in love with, with going to the shows. It was the first time I ever got a black eye. Uh, it was the first time that I ever got into a mosh pit. It was <laughs> so you know I'd heard other punk bands that were not local, but getting because in the valley there are not many acts, especially punk acts that go through. Yeah. Especially at that time, the local punk scene was was huge. That's all we had, and so when you you know when you really got into one band like that was your band. Everyone's just singing <laughs> around and stuff. And, yeah. Yeah. Nice, nice, and and did. I think one of the things that you know we uh, encounter as Latinos sometimes is uh, <laughs> is is a is a resistance amongst the general population who, when you encounter and like an art form that is quote unquote white or right, right. not mainstream, maybe not hip hop or not you know whatever. What were you guys saying earlier? That was on the. At the club in El Paso, um, uh, um, trap or trap. something. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> punches, punches. Punches, punches, punches. I can't wait to interview a punches, punches act. It's gonna be amazing. But this is really amazing. I, I'm just kidding. Um, so, did any did any of you face like or encounter any sort of resistance in terms of like I just want to listen to the shit that I like? And like you know, pe- your peers. Not really. I mean, because the early '90s, everyone was kind of listening to the same stuff. We fell in love with the band, who had ended up working with Lori Barbero from Babes in Toyland. That was actually what that pushed was our, Jen and I to our first want to concert kind of band. Yeah. ever. Was like, you went to a Babes in Toyland? Well, it was White mm-hmm. Zombie, but they opened up, and uh, we were just amazed. It was they had so much power on stage, and it was just three of them. Um, and they're playing this rad music, and we were, the minute that we left that concert, I mean, White Zombie's cool, but it's like, it was so forgettable. Uh-huh. All we were talking about was Babes right. and Joanna, and they only played six songs. Uh, they got upset with a guy grabbing a girl's boob, and they, they got off stage. And we're like, oh, that's badass. Like, yeah, they, they seen women in control and in power is right. what we saw, first and foremost, and I think we were like, wow, So then that wild. opened up the door to like, okay, well, what's going on? Like, I mean, we had 
back then it was just like magazines like if you wanted to get into any kind of riot girl or uh, female fronted group you would order it or go to the local record store or we would read the linear notes in in the records we would see who they were thinking like thanks this band for you know touring with us and yada yada and then we'd go and buy that record and you know like that's how we discovered I mean that was fortunate for us to have you know that you know that girl collection to inspire us that much although it was all white and just like Letty said I mean we had like our local scene I mean back then in San Antonio there was lines for bands like I mean ska was really in so you know we would go to ska shows and and just the energy of it all uh, was you know yeah we wanted to start a band and we had to start it then we were just teenagers young kids like playing really crappy music like but still doing it but it wasn't until we got older that you start realizing that people in in your your race is very rare to find all latina or even then it was very rare to find it and you realize how important it is to kind of keep that going as well yeah so and how weird too right because it's in the 90s so like let's go back to like you know richie valens they changed his last name or you know things that they would do for you to make it, you know? Yeah. Right. Um, and in the 90s, it's almost the same. It was almost like the same problem almost, but I mean, not as. We weren't really paying attention to that. Yeah. yeah. So. Um, Don't complain. Jewish people do that all the time. They <laughs> do. <laughs> Jonathan Leibovitz, AKA Jonathan Stewart. <laughs> no, it's kind of crazy how, like, you still have to do that, or, you know, a lot of people do it. Um, but yeah i i don't know like do do you think maybe um your genre specifically of punk like it doesn't matter or yeah i mean uh, punk has always been misfits it's uh even if you didn't dress apart it's it wasn't really about fashion it was just not fitting in with you know it was relating on topics that you were going through that you didn't think anybody else understood and then you found it in lyrics or related somehow to the band yeah so when you guys started your band back then, was it girl already, or was it like some? It was half and half. Yeah, we, yeah. We, we had a couple guys that were older. Um, they were able to buy beer and, and hang out with us. And <laughs> Priorities. Lonus instruments. That we yeah, we never had you know amplifiers or whatever. Uh, and plus, we couldn't really find anybody anyway. So it was like our buddy Shane who had drums, and um, he was very impulsive. And we weren't ready. We maybe had like four songs, and he was like. Girls, like he was just had this energy about him. It's like, girls, I booked this show. It's gonna be amazing. And we're like, <laughs> wait, we're not ready. Like, let's <laughs> slow down, you know. Yeah. But he threw us into that, and I thank him for it now. But like at the time, we're like, oh, what I a think dick. that's where like, we get our ready. mentality from now. Because now I think like that. Now I'm yeah, like, no, we, let's just do it. Yeah. We're just gonna do it, or we'll just go on tour. I don't care if we have two hundred dollars. We'll figure <laughs> it out. You know, that's how I've always thought, and that's how I thought starting Girl in a Coma, like. And that's how I think with this band. It's like we're just gonna do it. It's gonna work out somehow. Yeah. So yeah. What was you? What was that first show like? Oh, it was shitty. Oh, it was horrible. <laughs> it was so bad. Yeah. yeah. But it was fun at the same time. <laughs> it was very like, I don't know, adrenaline. Well, uh, you know? also too, I, I, we had got an opening slot for Earth Crisis, which was this hardcore um, straight edge band. Uh, we, our slot was you at say seven. Earth Crisis. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's happening right now. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. No, that is very much happening. Um, we went on at seven. There was like two people there. Uh, but in order for Fani to come out, because it was a weekday, she got her butt kicked by her parents. I did. They did not want me to leave 
at all. And I said, fuck this, I'm going. And boy, did I get my ass handed to me. <laughs> but I left anyways. And yeah. I was like, Ooh. she was on the corner of the street with her little mini like PV amplifier and guitar with like fucking cuts and bruises. Yeah, and I was like, okay, let's go. Yeah, I think you got beat up by the phone. I did. Like you did. Like oh don't worry, I, don't, I didn't have an abusive growing up thing. It was just a bad one. No, 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 don't worry. We're not getting dark. I deserved it. I was being a little shit. We're going to have to edit this out unless somebody's going to get fucking incarcerated. You know, they're going to start deporting people like that, you know? cuidado, shit. Don't talk about that. No, my parents are the best, but I was being a total shit at the time, so I kind of deserved it. Got real, huh? Got real. Yeah, well, cheers, but... No, I mean, that's just how it went. No, we thought it was awesome. It was like devotion. We don't think of it as a dark moment. Yeah. No, No, that sounds amazing. Like, I can picture it, and it just sounds fucking crazy. I'm like, like, fuck you, mom. I'm going to play this gig. And then did you say fuck you? (laughs) Slap. (laughs) 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 Yeah. So... But yeah, it was a good time. Nice. <laughs> Definitely. Nice. Can't wait till your mom hears this. And you're like, oh my God, Mia, <laughs> I'm so nice to you now. <laughs> I support you. <laughs> Are you guys, do you guys have like earlier bands where you had similar experiences? And I had one other band. Well, two, but the first one didn't count. Sort of. It was the same band. Okay, so one was you called... You never kissed. <laughs> you just kind of... <laughs> kinda... We called ourselves the Pink Tacos. And nice. we just jammed out. But every time that we would get together to practice... Um, we just end up getting drunk and just like it was just an excuse to party so we never played a gig and then we broke up officially as if we needed to <laughs> um, and then like we're out of beer and then yeah. three years later me and the guitarist from the Pink Tacos were hanging out and we're like you know what let's jam out again but you know what let's not get the same people because we're not going to get anything done we're like yeah of course alright so we're just jamming out me and her then we run into the old drummer of Pink Tacos and we're like Hey, you want to just like jam out with us? And then she called the old bases, and then we're the same people. <laughs> hey, that's just a rebrand. There's only, nothing wrong with that. A rebrand, then, you know, people do that. People do that. Only by then, all three of us had dated Angela, the guitarist, so we named ourselves Angela and the Exes. And so oh. we. That, oh, we yeah. didn't know that. Yeah, yeah we're three, learning something. So here. when we were the Pink Tacos, Angela was with Annette, and bef- like maybe ten years <laughs> before, Angela had been with Esther. And then during Angela and the Exes, before we had a name, we were just like writing songs. Me and her were dating, but then I broke up with her. And so then we're like, like too soon maybe. And she's like, No, I'm down. Angela and the Exes. All right, cool. <laughs> And Angela so, gets around. <laughs> Where, you want to throw a number out here? <laughs> wow. Yeah, Angela. Right <laughs> yeah, damn. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but it was great. It was, it was the funnest ever. I think we started in 2008. And it took us, like, years to, like, run write one song. Like, it was ridiculous. We were so... We would just... It's the same problem. We would just party again and again. So it, it took us forever to write enough for an album, which we never recorded. So... There's that, but we played a lot of shows. It was a lot of fun. Down in the RGB. Yeah. Yeah. What is the what is that scene like down there? Oh, it's so fun. I like it. It's a lot of energy. Um, everyone's really united, and um, everyone just moves with you, dances, you know, with you. It's not the crowd that's just gonna stand there and watch you. They don't do that. They dance and jump around and get in your face, and um, yeah. that's why. I'm, very disappointed a lot because <laughs> I grew up with that, you know. It's like, why, why don't people just want to lose I see. it? So when you go elsewhere, you're like, I'm like, you ugh, down, you're like not like, RG. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. But Never it, playing a too cool club and, you know, everyone's got the arm 
cross syndrome yeah. going on. Uh, okay. Like if you're not moving, I'm not moving. But they'll come up and they'll be like, "Oh my god, I really like your an amazing show." Yeah. Like, Inside, I was know. dancing. Yeah. In my brain, <laughs> I, was I imagined raging. it. Yeah. <laughs> and the girls that said it before that with Girl in a Coma, they enjoyed going down to the to the RGV because mm-hmm. you know the energy is always great. The shows were down there. I mean, like we would play like one of our ballads, slow songs, and, and there'd be like, a fight. There would be a fight. <laughs> you know, we have to break it up. Damn. That's my home. Yeah, we would look forward to it because we're like, oh, what's going to happen this time? I wonder what's going to happen, you know. But everybody's really, really just chill and cool and, like, down. They're all down. They're all down. Was there, like, one spot in the RGV for, like, this sort of music? Oh, God, yes. But that spot has been closed forever. Um, It was when I was in high school. It was called Trenton Point. It was more like a ballroom. And um, we all drank beer in the parking lot. And, you know, we snuck in our alcohol in our purses and it, hey, hey, Trump, it was awesome. Trump's listening. <laughs> it, was, it was so much fun. Um, but it was just this big ass room and everyone remembers it as that. And then there was this club called the Cypress and lots of craziness. I shouldn't say it. But um, <laughs> yeah, those two spots were probably the best before I moved away and disconnected from that. Yeah. Aaron, did they? Did you? Did you play in the church band? I did play in the church band, <laughs> and I was always getting in trouble. I was always getting in trouble in church because they were like, "Man, you're just playing too rock and roll. Like, calm it down all the time." Jesus is listening, yeah, bro. You're playing too loud. You're playing like that solo's uh, too long. Like, yeah, yeah. Bro, That's I for Jesus. Solo for Jesus. So you were playing guitar in the Pentecostal yeah. band, yeah? Yeah, I was. They would always be looking at me from like where they're at like the pastors like no i was always being called they would call me in the meetings like hey you know what uh i was a kid i remember those rock and roll like you know it, it's too close to like you're rocking out too hard well kind of yeah i don't know there's so many of them those meetings with me like they're trying to like really want you to play but what do you gotta do stand down. still or like, what well, because, no, we would sit off to the Look side up to Jesus. and we would play. <laughs> play and pretty. I don't know, they just thought I was like too influenced by rock and roll. Because it was like more of like a, they'd sing like old style, like hymns and stuff like yeah. that. And I'd be like, turn, turn, turn. And then like, <laughs> <laughs> I, I couldn't. Fucking Aaron's over there shaking his <laughs> hips all <laughs> seductively. There'd be some times though. Where we'd Did you play ever a song. lick the guitar? Like. <laughs> There'd be some times where I'd play a song and I'd put like a lick from like an Elvis song and the only person that knew would be like my dad and he'd be like, <laughs> that's tight though. That's yeah, tight. Yeah. I didn't really start playing out till I was like 21, I guess, since like they kind of didn't let me. Like really? my parents were really like conservative and yeah. But once I started playing out, I'd start playing out everywhere. Like, I what could. did it? What did it take for that to happen? Did you literally like have to move out the house and just? Kind I of just kept like since I was like 14, 13 playing. Like, it was, we were fighting all the time with my parents. Like, oh, I want to play this, or I'd have people come over and mm-hmm. play, and they'd be like, "Be playing like this is a bunch of junk." And <laughs> so it was over and, until Aww. they kind of realized that I I was older and I wasn't gonna like stop. Yeah. They kind of just like, well, just kind of do whatever. Yeah. They're kind of like, he knows already, so like, he can do. Do you still? Do, are you still like a, a believer in in in, uh, in? Yeah, I mean, I believe in God, yeah. but I mean, just believe differently than other people, I guess. The yeah. things we've shown him. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's, I'm always interested in how people reconcile that sort of stuff because yeah. 
I mean, it's really hard to separate, like, really what is, like, your family and kind of what you've been brought up by, you know? And, and, and especially when you have, like, a different calling, yeah. an internal, like, bearing, that, which is fucking telling you something totally yeah. different, right? And you, you love your family, you love your parents, you don't want to disrespect them. Yeah. Right? Um, so it's always interesting to see that intersection and how people deal with that. I mean, some people completely lash out and right. say, fuck you, and <laughs> yeah. join mm-hmm. a punk band. <laughs> no, I mean, it's not, you clearly did that, but you haven't. It sounds like you haven't burnt the house down. No, it's 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 good. Like it took them a while to get used to me. Like, oh, I'm gonna go play at this bar. See you later. But now it's oh, Mijo's just playing. Oh, he's gonna go out it's play just tonight. a normal dude. Yeah, yeah. Aaron's a normal. He's 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 a abnormal. He's a normal. He's like a black. You know, it's like <laughs> <laughs> like like a Trump. It's totally like you just say a before shit now. Like <laughs> he's a Pentecostal. Uh, <laughs> um, so how how do you feel about like being part of like what's you know effectively like a feminist punk group like as a male i think it's pretty cool i mean i always grew up with like my family's like all the women in my family are like the you know heads of the household kind of yeah so it kind of wasn't like a big shock to me i guess to yeah. be like oh women are in charge like, <laughs> like my mom's always been in charge and my aunt so it always felt normal i guess in that way okay that's, that's the right answer. Hey, Good normal. job, Aaron. I did it, I did it guys. I did it. Y'all got this motherfucker trained. Like it. Aaron's gonna be doing. Aaron's gonna be doing the laundry for the band tonight. <laughs> we made him drive everywhere to find his beer. Yeah, yeah. find his beer. Oh, Y'all have like the worst like streets here. I was like, ah. Wait, how do we not find beer? Here? <laughs> find beer. Don't give up, Aaron. Keep driving. <laughs> and then the she lanes was, are really tiny. She was just worried about the music. Like she was like taking care of the playlist, but she's the one that really wanted the beer. So she's like, Aaron, find me some beer, damn it. <laughs> and Why I like, play these country I'm jams? Like, Dude, instead of looking for a song to play, look for something on your phone. I did. Playing friends in low places. Like the music. This is what we need to hear before this podcast. I know I'm doing. When when you guys have been doing your shows, um, do you see like a any sort of uh, trend in terms of like a lot of females at your shows, a lot of women, or is it pretty balanced? Or I think it's more. I mean, just because we we are in the genre of Chicana punk band, yeah. There's a lot of Latinos that come out and are seeing what we're doing and what we're singing about. I've been seeing mainly that. Even if we're showing up in like Boise, Idaho, they'll be like. Like Whatever now. Latinos live there come out and be like, you know, this is cool that this is going on. We don't get this here. Guys or girls, that's what he said. Yeah, yeah, it's like either. It's either you know, yeah, but yeah, they're, right. they're so you think the commonality more is the, the Chicano Latino yeah. element yeah, as opposed to the. They're just coming out like, I'm happy that we're doing something like this, especially with what's going on right now, you know, like, I think it's. What's crucial. going on right now? Yeah. Oh, you know, oh, the right, world's just, just going to shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was terrible for us because we, you know, we were in Palm Desert. Uh, that's oh, when the yeah. election happened. At a at a punk bar, you know, with a, a lot of punks, and the the I mean, the minute he got elected, the bar changed too in front of our face. Like, yeah. Yeah. there was all these Trump supporters like cheering, mm-hmm. and we're like, no. And then 
one obnoxious guy was like, you know, a toast, you know, to Trump. And we're like, no, you can't do that. <laughs> Damn. And like, yeah. we looked around, where have all our punk rock friends that we just made? They Jen all actually left. filmed them They're and we put it up. Weed. Yeah. 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 Well, like, it was just a really, it just, the minute it happened, things changed so fast. Well, he got racist on, on Jen. Yeah, well, on Letty too. Yeah. Like he was just you Latinos don't can't take a joke, and I was like, "Are you drinking a tecate?" And he's like, "Uh, no, this is a Costa Rican beer." And I was like, "Okay," <laughs> like it was just stupid. Like he was condescending. He knew he knew how to hit your buttons, like yeah. uh, without yelling at you. Without he was obnoxious when he was like doing the whole toast thing. But when when he he was actually talking down to a couple of other girls. Um, his tone is very calm, but you know he was saying all those keywords. Trigger words, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and then later got you know gross and sexist, and then I lost my shit, you know. But that that night was, oh, it was it was a weird it was night. A very it was a weird energy vibe. in the air. It was yeah. really tense. Um, you know, I I didn't want to play. I mean, I mean, I, I still we still went on and we still did you our guys thing. Played election night. We yes. played election night, but oh, you know the God whole damn. time, you know, I was just like. I don't even want to do this. Well, it right was now. already weird right before we started because the obnoxious guy said a speech right before we played, like yelled out, "Yay for Trump!" and that beating out this bitch Hillary, like right before Shit. we're gonna play. So I was already like, "Okay, here we go," you know. And then what kind of place were you guys playing? We were uh, supposedly it was supposed to be at a punk, punk bar, bar in yeah. Palm Desert, though. Like, yeah, yeah it was, it was Palm just... Desert conservative punks. <laughs> it, was, it was very. Well, I just no, didn't the understand. Cool. It, it was. It was the other guys. That, that I mean, yeah, there. there was punk rockers there. They were all really cool, but they, it was like they were oblivious to what was happening. And we're like, uh, do you? I mean, don't you hear the celebration? Like, nobody's saying they're not political punks, or I don't know. They just wanted to get fucked up. But like, it was just like we were running around like, oh my god, like this is crazy. Like we deal. didn't expect this at all, and it was just such a weird night. You know, we didn't get paid that night. The promoter never got back to us. For, on top of not getting paid that night, that guy was being obnoxious. We filmed him. You know, we, you know, we all documented it because it was like everything that you thought what what would happen is what it happened. Yeah, it happened. Yeah. Um, but the promoter the next day got with us. He's like, I'm so sorry, I overslept. Like, I never do this. Here's your money. Blah blah blah. So we're like, cool. Like, because that was gonna, you know, mess up our little budget and our tour. But um, nonetheless, it was it was such a weird night. Like. Yeah. And then after that, it was like occurrences because we are touring and we are playing these shows. So we hear both sides, you know, yeah. uh, or even like we were in the streets of L.A., you know, at the Viper Room. And we were in this guy's way with he was with a bunch of girls and he looked at all of us and was like, oh, fucking yeah, faggots. It's like, and, and it's like, like here we what go. What the fuck gives God you the damn. right? Yeah. Like, like in LA, though. Yeah. You know, that's yeah. Like, yeah. you know, I fucking carry a knife. Like, I, what mm -hmm. if I'm crazy? Like, what gives you the guts because this guy, like, got voted in? Like, what gives you the balls to fucking speak your mind now? Like, and you didn't do it before. So it's weird seeing all these Trump supporters, like, magically pop up that were hiding before because, uh, you know, majority smart people or, you know, weren't for him. Like, and all of a sudden, you know they're just speaking their mind so we're just dealing with that and and it's it's the only thing positive about it is like there's camaraderie with different races like let's come together like it, that's interesting to see you know like um it's but, just too bad that you know we're gonna have to deal with all this crap you know 
Right. Yeah, but you know what? We're not going to do it. Like, we, I mean, I'll, well, yeah. we, like, we'll say something on stage. Like, we make little speeches. Like, and then, you know, I'll, I'll say it almost every night. Last night was weird, so I didn't say it. But, like, it's just basically. <laughs> 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 just <laughs> like, oh, not last night. Last night was weird. But it's just basically saying, like, you need to give everybody the benefit of the doubt, whether you're white, black, Asian, Native American, whoever you are, like, give that person the benefit of the doubt before you are already, like, you know, judging aggro, yeah, yeah, judging them right away. If they say something, then fucking go balls out and like, <laughs> you know, talk shit back because, you know, if they're going to get comfortable with people stepping down and being, you know, submissive, no, that's not the way to do it either. But, you know, give people the benefit of the doubt at least. Or if they want to debate, like, uh, in a calmly matter, that's interesting. Like, but nobody's doing that right no. now. <laughs> it's a little no. too touchy, you know. Yeah. And and uh, so that that thing happened in LA. Um, and then I, I still keep in touch with friends from the Valley. And um, you know, I was just talking to one the other day, and she's telling me, you know, here in the Valley, I mean, we are right at the border. I mean, we're mostly Hispanics or you know Mexican, first generation, whatever. But even um, like misogyny and sexism, that you know that people are just letting all that hang out suddenly. You know, and she's like, this is so weird. She's like, and even racism, you know, and even, um, you know, people that have been there longer, uh, they feel like they're white and they, you know, they see a first generation and then they're, they're dogging them. Yeah. And she's like, I can't, this just all changed so quickly. And it's so surprising that it is just kind of happening everywhere, even somewhere right next to Mexico. Like, we're like five minutes from the border. Yeah, it's, it's really... Uh it's, it's extremely, like, uh, just unconcerting and just confusing to me that people don't understand the the power of uh, really, like, the, just, like, the the message that it sends. You know, like, I know, I know people who voted for Trump, and they're like, well, he's not really a racist, and I'm not concerned about that. And so they're like, he's not doing racist things. I'm like, but you don't understand what it means to have the quote-unquote approval to do that and it's not even him that we're, I'm worried about it's like like these people you're talking about people who will feel emboldened and sadly like all of that shit is under the surface anyway but there's a sense of civility that at least keeps things going and you're like all right you know and and things are progressing <laughs> and hopefully most of those racists are kind of dying and you know things are moving <laughs> right, along right. but I just feel like we took so much step backwards though I mean like uh, yeah, I, agree. It, I yeah. mean people follow each other like crazy like oh I'm gonna go with you uh, you know whatever like I, this this was such a, a big mark and, and we were already progressing you know with Obama and you know for you know gays being able to get married like there was progression there that felt modern um, future you know and, and, and just with him being elected it just you know where do you think, uh, I mean, I think the sort of art that you guys are doing is was already important, but how is it, how, how do you feel about it now? How do you feel about it? It's you? weird, because well, as soon as we it happened, had that night, yeah. and then the next morning we got a, a, some messages from the label, it's like, we need you guys more than ever to work harder, because this is you all the way. Like, we'll, we'll schedule protests, like, we'll fly you out if necessary like it's time to get to work basically so it's yeah. like the message that we are more to be visible like you know start bands start talking about it school the kids about what's going on what's really going on and you know we just need to become more aware and, and be out there it's an important time so it's, it's important it's huge what's happening right now yeah yeah 
Um, what, what logistically, like you guys are on tour right now. Uh, where else do you have to go? You're playing San Jose tomorrow night? We are. We're playing yeah. um, Here tomorrow at the night. Ritz tomorrow night. The Ritz. That sounds fancy. Yeah. They're playing at the Ritz. Can you afford this show? <laughs> Join us for some Top steak. Top hats are required. <laughs> Wear your monocle. <laughs> Bring your money bags to the Ritz and listen to punk rock. It's a cracker place. Not that uh, not that fancy. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> they make crackers. Where um, else? Where else are you guys going? Uh, then we have San Francisco, uh, Sacramento. Sacramento. Then we go into Oregon. We're playing in Portland and Eugene, and then up into Seattle, and then Boise, Utah, Vegas, New Mexico, Arizona. Then like four dates in Texas. We're not home till like mid December. Have you guys changed your oil recently? Like, Actually, that, it's that, about time. Yeah. We need to change just it. Just a quick reminder. Yeah. Yes. Thank you. It's brought to you by Valvoline. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's about time. It's Quaker State, actually. Quaker State, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I fucked out. What up? Damn it, Aaron. Aaron, always calling me out. <laughs> <laughs> um, That's the thing. That's the thing. He's a responsible Aaron. Responsible Aaron. Uh what is it like to go into a city like that? Because one of the things I've noticed working on stuff, like I've worked on a documentary, um, I'll spare you the fucking details, but um, it's interesting to see when you go into a city like you know Portland or whatever and a bunch of raza comes out and you're like, what? Like, I didn't know all these people lived here. Like, what kind of feedback do you get when you go to a place like that and people talk to you? Like, is there anything specific that you guys have heard? Or I think we just always get, because we would get it with Girl in a Coma a lot of, of just like kind of like thank yous for doing this and I'm glad my kid can see that you know women like you we're not cookie cutter women we're not trying to follow an image or look yeah. a certain way and you said a kid so parents bring yeah, their parents oh, yeah. bring their kids yeah. and, and they're very much like you're setting an example that they can do this too that it's not what the TV shows you so parents want their kids to be punk rockers now yeah well, I guess they the just times have changed their, my we, should be ha- we should have kids with 36 so yeah we would be teaching if we did have yeah not you and I. Not married. Shit got weird. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we are we not married. We you know yeah. they're working on that CRISPR. You know you can take the the genes from a female. And, oh you know, yeah. You don't need. It's not We've tried be. it. Man. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway. If you're listening, you can't see my face. I'm so confused right now. <laughs> Best they friends. tried it. Oh, best friends. Anyway. Uh, yeah. trying to figure it out. <laughs> Before this is over. Before this is over. We will know what the truth is. Yeah. God. Damn it. No. So people take their kids to yes, your show. Yeah. yeah, they take, they've, we've met a lot of parents. And we've even had um, kids that have come to our show that were six at the time. And now they're 15, 16. And Serious. Yeah, it's been That's that fucking dope. So, <laughs> and they're excited to have, you know, like, to see like Latinos playing music and they, you know, they'll come up to us and speak Spanish right away. And Fanny and I are that generation <laughs> that do not know as much. You're like, gay? Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, un poquito. Un poquito. <laughs> <laughs> and Let like, me my Google so, like, so dying to speak Spanish to somebody else and here we come and to disappoint sometimes. But, <laughs> yeah. yeah. But we wrote a song about that called No Hablo Español. It's just like how our parents thought it was going to hold us back. Like, you don't need to learn it. Like, learn English. Like, yeah, that's know, what happened to my, my parents. My, my grandparents told my, my mother, 
don't speak Spanish in school. Don't speak. They lived in a little town, you know, because if you do, they're gonna, they know, they're not, they're gonna look at you poorly. Like yeah. speak English, speak English. So then it, it gets lost on this generation where yeah. like, we just know Tex-Mex, we can understand it, we can't really speak it that well. And um, so, yeah, we wrote that song, Nablo Espanol, on the record about how now as you get older, it's like, no, why? Why, why did, did you we do think that? that? Yeah, yeah like, like, you want to know you, your mom? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm running away. <laughs> I hate you, mom. <laughs> 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 what did you do this to me? Yeah, and there was a hit right there. Thank you. But yeah, no, I mean, we, we spoke about that and a lot of people know, you know, that can relate right, to that. Same you know. thing, same thing. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think certainly parents who are, uh, you know, or people who are growing up in the 70s, like, yeah, it, it was like to your detriment to, to speak Spanish. So but how a lot silly of is that? How silly are we like? Because it's a form of intelligence to know another language. Like, why would you do that? Why did you do that to us? <laughs> you know? No. Uh oh. Yeah, we're upset. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Even I charge a hundred dollars for these sessions. Yeah, yeah. Just just so why? you know. <laughs> yeah, like, and how does that make yeah. you feel? <laughs> covered under Obamacare, though. So whatever you got. Um, that's cool. What about you guys? You have you heard any of that on this? I mean, you guys just—is this your first kind of big tour? You've been playing shows before. Yeah. No, yeah. we've been touring yeah. for a little bit, for a little while. Um, this is just our longest tour by one week. I mean, it's not. Okay. <laughs> she made it seem like okay. we've been like gone we're usually for just out three for years. Maybe. <laughs> it's like a Mars fucking mission. Right here. I haven't seen home in like. <laughs> um, yeah, I get I get a lot of people uh, that immediately want to talk to me in Spanish, uh, and then I say, "Go talk to them." <laughs> no, and it's cool because I I I like speaking Spanish. I miss it, you know. Yeah. I only speak well. I mean, I only talk to my mom in Spanish, really. So, yeah. you know, I like to practice it, and I get, I get excited. Let's do this. Yep. No, not me. All the people talk to me are like, hey, what kind of pedals do you use? Or what kind of apps do you got? And that's all. Oh, yeah, all the bro dudes. All the bro dudes. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like beard dudes. What kind beard of, uh, dudes. Yeah. Beard. Love him. Beard. Those are the people that come up and talk to me. I mean, it's cool. They you know, to, like, I always spot them at the show. I was like, that guy's going to come talk to yeah, me. Yeah, you can see. It's like, like they're checking like, out my gear and checking out. I'm gonna ask him some stuff. And then, I like his gear. They I feel like his better. Beard. <laughs> no, but Aaron's, like also, Aaron's also a gay icon. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Many gay men love Aaron. Mm-hmm. He's got because of the members. beard. Because <laughs> you're a sensitive guy mm. in a feminist band. <laughs> Uh-huh. Yeah, does that get you like fucking mad late or what? Like, <laughs> oh God! How many STDs do you have? How many STDs are you? How many STDs are you rocking right now? I don't know. Nothing at all. Nothing. <laughs> there was this one time in Vancouver that Jen. Oh yeah. Oh, that guy. But, like, I don't know about this is messed up. This is a bad story. This is a bad story. We're ready. Okay, fine. We were. In Vancouver, Canada, and uh, I'm not gay for the record, so that's where it's right. Yeah, he's well, only curious. He, Aaron oh, makes yeah, me, yeah. Nothing wrong being curious, you know. That's yeah. usually curious. what gets civilization yeah. forward. Curiosity. Uh, yeah. It's a scientific thing, really, Aaron. Don't worry. Yeah. So we were we were playing. We were opening up for Bibs and Toyland in Vancouver, and there was a huge crowd. Um, this one guy comes up to me. and He's like, "Hey, what's up?" Like. You know, uh, I really liked y'all said. I, your guy friend over there is, uh, <coughs> is he gay? And I'm like, we I said I, yes. I, no, like I looked over at Aaron. I was like, nah. And then I, and then I was mad at Aaron. So I was like, but I don't know. 
You should try. Are you mad at me? Yeah. yeah, she was annoyed with you. I can't yeah. remember. Yeah, I was annoyed with her, and I was like, but I don't know, you should try. So the guy goes over to talk to Aaron, and then he confesses that he's got HIV, but that he's very careful, and to spend the night, like all of us spend the night. But that Aaron has to sleep in bed with him. Right. Wait, what? Right. Yeah. So the guy wanted. So the guy offered us a place to stay, but I guess the catch was that Aaron had to sleep in his bed. But, but then, I had sent the guy over because I go. I don't know. You try. You ask. But that like, he was HIV positive. But right. he's going to be careful. <laughs> and I was yeah. like, uh, I, so Aaron's <laughs> eyes got like so big, like he because the guy wouldn't let him go. He just kept wanting wow. to keep he him to himself. Well, at least he was really direct about what <laughs> yeah, he wanted. Yeah. You know, that's that that's something honest. to. Yeah, I mean, who who straight up says like I got HIV, but I just want to. But I just want to sleep with you. Yeah, we're gonna be cool, man. And he he yeah. was like a he was like a a counselor or something for other kids with HIV, and then also said. But if you need heroin, I know where to find you some. <laughs> yeah. They were all messed up on drugs. <laughs> they weirded us out. We, we, what? Yeah. We scurried back to the border, like, even though it meant, like, three hours of fun. no sleep. But, like, <laughs> we're weirded out. Let's get out of here. Like, that was the drug park. Not necessarily the, the no, gay. No, it's it the drug park. It's just that everybody was on heroin. But other than that, Vancouver's a nice place. And we can <laughs> 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 Yeah. I mean, yeah. It was fun. It sounds very direct. It was it. fun. I was actually on a radio show for Vancouver, and it was in Spanish. Mm-hmm. And, and they were hilarious. They are right. <coughs> so. True. We're right. down. Nice. Nice. Okay. Well, so um, I guess, <laughs> like, moral of the story, Aaron, don't be mean to us. <laughs> <laughs> That's the moral of the story. Don't be people. Yeah, don't be be mean to Jen over here. And and, and Fanny, Jen will fucking send some (laughs) something your way. (laughs) She's so catty. All right. So what's next? What do you? You guys are finishing the tour. Uh, How's the new album? How's the album going? Um, The album's doing great, and we've been really busy. We did a couple of rad tours. Uh, with Against Me, we did Paved in Twilight, we did Agent Orange, and next year we're going back out. Uh, in January we'll be coming back to the West Coast, and we have a tour with Agent Orange again. And then we're just we're trying to go to Ireland, so that's something else. Tight. Yeah, and we're just gonna stay busy as much as we can next year and start and writing. Start again. writing yeah. another record. Yeah, just kind of keep the momentum going with this one. Nice. So yeah, nice. that's the plan. What do you say to the children of the world who want to be punk rock artists? Just do it. <laughs> Even if your mom beats the shit out of you, just <laughs> do it, okay? Just, just do it. it. Just close your eyes and jump. <laughs> yeah, just go into it and do it. Trust I- me, it's the time the of your life. Ignore the chancla. Ignore the chancla. Just do it. <laughs> nice. Where can people go find your shit? Um, you can get it at blackheart.com or Amazon or iTunes. And we have our own website, Faya210. Local record shops. That's yeah, your local, all, most local record shops in different cities have Give them a phone call, them. ask if they have it there. We'll be actually playing an in-store tomorrow. Here I was in just going to say, yeah, what's that? Streetlight Records. That's too late for us. This is playing next week. Sorry, oh, guys. Okay. Never mind. But it'll be there. The, the album but the will album be there. Okay. Will be there Street right. records. So they can pick up. Mm-hmm. But yeah, if they want it today, they could go to the record shop. Yeah, it should just go there. to the record shop. Hey, just Have do it. it. Yeah. Just support your hey. record shop. Just do it. Last question, why fair? Oh, well, that's a long story. Well, I mean, Fanny and I, <coughs> we did Girl in Coma since, well, really 2000. And uh, we'd gotten signed in 07. And Blackheart is a super cool independent label. I mean, no matter, if, you know, Joan Jett's on it, but that, it's still an independent label. And uh, 
they never told us you guys need to get skinny you know they, they never said anything like that we did work for some companies that suggested stuff like that yeah know? i mean being an all-female group we got picked on more so for our looks rather than music it was like you have to look more feminine you have to lose weight you have all these things yeah and it was so ridiculous because guys could get away with looking like shit Yep. It was like, you know, yeah, it's true, yeah, though. No, but it's true. I would see some I saw, you, I saw you looked at Sammy right now. <laughs> That's no, fucked up. They no. just looked at Sammy when she said that. No, no. It's fucked like, up, damn it. man. <laughs> but it's, damn it. What are but you no, saying? I mean, we've seen some crazy shit, but it's like... <laughs> <laughs> Turn it but around. We, yeah, <laughs> it's basically. trauma. But yeah, and then we just we wanted to name the band Fea almost as like make a negative a positive. It's like who gives the a word shit? Back. Yeah, I mean, right. Yeah, and just being so like who get, who gives a shit? Like if it's good music, it's good music, and that's all should matter. It doesn't matter what anybody looks like. If they're doing something creative and awesome, support it. Awesome. You know? That is a great message for all of our fails and fails out there. Yes. <laughs> do it. Do it, people. Do it, people. Uh, just do it. Just do it. Well, thank you guys very much for stopping by and for Thanks braving guys. the cold of our shitty garage. Um, people, please check out fat210.com. Uh, hopefully, these guys are coming to your town, your city, your local bar soon. Yeah, we'll be there. <laughs> and uh yeah check them out and thank you very much for joining us this week thanks guys continue thank you. success thank you see y'all next week all right this mother podcast number eight is now done thanks again for joining us for one more week here at this madre remember to check out our patreon page patreon.com forward slash this madre chip it a dollar whatever you feel comfortable doing and leave a review on iTunes or Stitcher. Five stars. Hey, I love this podcast. And finally, most importantly, share this with your friends. Thank you very much. Bye. See you next week. <laughs>